With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, and welcome to the Canal Street Chronicles podcast, part of the SB Nation family. I'm your host, Brendan Ertle, and you can find my Saints articles on Canal Street Chronicles as well. You can follow me on Twitter at Brendan underscore Ertle. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Huda, and welcome back to the Canal Street Chronicles podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Ertle. Today, we're going to be looking at three big-ticket free agents the Saints could possibly go after. Before I get into any of this, I know it's a stretch. The Saints never really go after the top-tier guys, not because they don't want to. It's because they don't have enough cap space or they need to take care of other things first. So their cap space is around $13-ish million right now as it stands. They can, of course, Mickey Loomis will find a way to up that number a little bit, and they will have to if they want to bring everyone back and bring other guys in. $13 million is not a lot to work with. But they can definitely cut some players and restructure players. I'm actually going to be looking into how the Saints can restructure Janoris Jenkins and Kiko Alonso, keep them on the team, but also get that number down a little bit because they have some pretty high numbers. Janoris is sitting about $11 million and Kiko at 7 So there's definitely a lot of ways the Saints can make a lot of money. But work with me right now, guys. Think about the possibility of the Saints getting a big-ticket free agent. Not saying it's going to happen. They definitely need to sign back their own players first. I think that's most important, like Von Bell and those guys like that. The chance of this happening, of these big-ticket free agents, I think is little to none. I give it a 10% chance for these players. But it's definitely fun to think about. And it's definitely a possibility. But how big of a possibility? Not very much. If the Saints are going to be a big-ticket buyer this offseason, here's the three names to look out for. First off, star wide receiver from the Cincinnati Bengals, A.J. Green. Think about A.J. Green across from Michael Thomas. I know we kind of all thought about this off or this midseason that it was a possibility we could team up Michael Thomas and A.J. Green. It seemed like the price was too high for the Bengals and the Saints to get a deal done. But just think about that for a second. Michael Thomas, opposite of A.J. Green. Two and two would work so well together. A.J. AJ Green is kind of a has the same kind of skill set as Michael Thomas. I think he can take the top off of defense better than Michael Thomas. But he can run every route very well. He doesn't really have many limitations on him. He catches the football well. And he's taking the year off. So how bad the ankle injury was, we don't really know. 
Did A.J. Green want to play last year for the Bengals? Didn't look like it. His future in Cincinnati, you could say it's up in the air. I think it's going to be a slow process between A.J. Green and the Bengals. I think A.J. Green would like to see what they do in the offseason. I think the big if for, for A.J. Green is Joe Burrow. I think if the Bengals select Joe Burrow, it'd be very appealing for A.J. Green to go back to the Bengals. And because the Bengals can pay A.J. Green what he wants. He's a franchise guy. He's been there for years. I don't think he necessarily wants out of Cincinnati. But I think now is the biggest possibility of him leaving because of the the scenario that they're in. I, he probably wants to win a championship or just make it to the playoffs and do something in the playoffs. I don't think he's even won a playoff game. So definitely lot, not a lot of playoff experience for him. So he said in a recent interview that $18 million, he would it'd be really hard for him to turn down. But he said he does not want to play in the, under the franchise tag which is very concerning for the Bengals because that m- might be the route they try to go with A.J. Green because if I was A.J. Green, I would not want to play in a one-year deal because this could be his last big contract of his career. So playing under a one-year deal and a prove-it, kind of a prove-it deal, is not it's not the place he wants to be in, in this late in his career, especially with the injury he has with that ankle. But the reason I bring up A.J. Green as the first name on the list is because the Saints had a ton of interest in him midseason. Couldn't get a deal done. But still, the interest was there. How much of an interest, we don't know. Again, he's looking for around $18 million, which is a pretty big number. It'd be hard for the Saints to fit him in the cap. But the future of A.J. Green in Cincinnati is definitely up in the air. This next player on the list I think is the most least likely to happen, but is the most perfect fit of a player in a team that could possibly be done. It's wide receiver Amari Cooper, the ex-Oakland Raider, and now Dallas Cowboy. He has said he wants to be back in Dallas, but his best season came in Dallas this year. One of his better seasons, his drops have gone down. That's been a problem in his career. He's been dropping the football. He dropped the football a lot in Oakland, actually. That came down this year, but still, there was games where he absolutely disappeared, didn't show up. You can look back at the Eagles game where they needed to win. He didn't really show up in that game. I don't know if it was him not playing well or the Cowboys not targeting him, but it was clear that he had a great season, but there was times where it's like, where did Amari Cooper go? He either has 200 yards or 13 yards, and... Marshawn Lattimore locked him down too when he when they came to New Orleans. But if you look at the Dallas offseason, they have to pay Dak Prescott, which is their number one priority for sure. And um, that amount of money could be anywhere from around 33 to 35, up to $40 million for the Cowboys. So that would be a big spend for them. And also Byron Jones, the number one corner, is also a free agent. So taking care of him as well is key for them. So who do they decide to keep and who do they decide to walk? I think... Amari Cooper will be top on their list to get a deal done. I think he'll be back in Dallas, but again, up in the air. Randall Cobb, also a free agent. But is he happy in Dallas? Yes, I think so. But if, if anyone's seen that Pro Bowl picture of him, he doesn't look too happy, but that was just a picture. You can't really think it. You can't dig too deep with that. He's going to want big money because he's such a young player. He's such an explosive player. Can Dallas pay him that big money? Probably. Can the Saints pay him that big money? Probably not. 
But you got to think of the fit with the Saints. Just think about that. He could play in the slot. He could play outside. He could literally play anywhere in the Saints offense. He could you could use end arounds with him. He's like a polished Ted Ginn Jr., a young polished Ted Ginn Jr. Because he's got better hands than Ted Ginn. That's, that's for sure. But the fit with the Saints would be perfect. He could run in the slot with the little slant routes and everything. It would just be a perfect fit for the Saints. But... The likelihood of this happening is little to none, but it's fun to think about, and definitely the Saints need help at wide receiver. The Drew Brees will most likely be back with the team. He said it's not if the deal gets done, it's when. So definitely the Saints need to go out and find wide receiver help for this team. Because again, Ted Ginn Jr. is a free agent also. I don't really see a scenario where he come he where he comes back if the Saints don't address this position. If they don't, I think he could come back on a short term deal. But again, I don't know if that's what they want. I don't know if they want Ted Ginn Jr. back. I think they want more of an explosive, more of a reliable receiver. Right now, it's Michael Thomas and Traquan Smith, pretty much in that wide receiver room. So definitely need to address the wide receiver position. Will they spend big money on a wide receiver? I'm not sure. Will they look for a wide receiver in the draft? They absolutely should because this is an explosive, a very deep wide receiver draft. There's deep wide receivers in the first round, second round, third round. You could find one anywhere. A guy I like to compare Amari Cooper to in the draft is a KJ Hill. I think he works similar to Amari Cooper, how he can play inside and outside. So if the Saints don't get Amari Cooper, they could look for KJ Hill in the draft from the Ohio State University. The last big name I have on my list, and this is honestly maybe the most likely that could happen. Again, the likelihood of it happening is not very high, but it's the most likely out of the three. It's offensive guard slash left guard, Brandon Sheriff, offensive guard from the Washington Redskins. He was a first-round pick with them. He's been solved for them for four to five years. He's a great run blocker. He's a good pass blocker. He kind of struggled with an ankle injury this year, missed some games, And, of course, the Redskins season was definitely not what any of the fans were expecting. And I I think he'll be back with Washington because if you're the Redskins, if if I'm the GM of the Redskins, I'm bringing him back. I'm giving him the money that he wants because I want to protect my, hopefully, franchise quarterback in Dwayne Haskins. So you do everything to keep the offensive line healthy because you do not want your rookie quarterback rattled. But yet again, he's on the Washington Redskins. He hasn't won anything there. He could possibly want out. It's the vibe around the NFL with executives is that the, the Redskins will extend Brandon Sheriff. But if that happens, another offensive guard the Saints could look at is Joe Thunney from the from the New England Patriots. He was a left guard. But definitely two guards right there will be very expensive for the Saints. I don't know if they'll definitely go that route. But Brandon Sheriff is, is a guard that they could look to if they decide to pass on Andrew Speed, which I think they should. But if they don't spend the money on Pete and they don't spend the money on Sheriff or Thunny, they could look to Nick Easton or someone, some Tier 2, Tier 3 guy in free agency. Or they could even go to the draft hoping to address that position. But it's definitely not what you want to do. That's my three main guys. A.J. Green, Amari Cooper, two wide receivers, and left guard Brandon Sheriff. One more guy I want to throw in there just, just as an extra little name to think about. Linebacker Corey Littleton from the Los Angeles Rams. The Saints seem to get more explosive in that linebacker room. Again, Alex Anzalone has been 
a little bit iffy. He's he's played well when he's in, but he just keeps getting injured and injured. If he can stay healthy, he's a great option there. Kiko Alonso has a pretty big cap number for him. AJ Klein's a free agent. So again, I don't know if the, the Rams can afford Corey Littleton because they've paid Jared Goff, they've paid Todd Gurley, they've paid, paid Aaron Donald. They might have to get a deal done with Jalen Ramsey, a restructure of a deal. There's a lot they need to do. And again, they don't have first they don't have a first round pick for like four or five years. So losing Corey Littleton would be huge for them, but I think he demands more money than they than they can give him. So he could be a name, maybe not a big ticket free agent, but he could be a name that a team overpays for a little bit. But the talent is there. He's made a Pro Bowl. He's definitely a speedy, talented linebacker. And it's it's a name that you could keep your eye out definitely for the Saints. Now, I know it's fun to talk about all these guys, but the main thing for the Saints is you need to reassign their players they have in their building. And they need to make some money first. They need to they need to cut some players and restructure some players and find find a way to get some more cap money because Drew Brees will cost them. And, he, and Drew Brees still costs $21 million to the dead cap no matter if he's on the team or not. So definitely the Saints and Mickey Loomis need to find a way to kind of finesse that cap number. I'm not worried about it. They always do. They could go after one of these big-name guys and be fine because Mickey Loomis is a cap god. He knows the cap more than anyone else. So I'm not worried about it. I think the Saints will address their needs very well. They always do. But as that is the three plus one main guys you can look out for. Next episode, I will have Nate Williamson on to talk about the Senior Bowl, what he noticed, what he saw. I'll be excited to get him on this weekend. He was at the Senior Bowl, so excited to get him on. Make sure to keep your eye out for that episode. Again, I appreciate you guys tuning in. I'm Brendan Early. You can follow me on Twitter at Brendan underscore Ertle. appreciate you guys tuning in. Hoot out.